internet, global church service. Praise God. Glory to God. Those of you in the audience, why don't you grab yourself a seat, make yourself comfortable. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody here smelling, smells like air freshener? Hmm? Either we've sprayed air freshener all over the place, or, or I'm smelling air freshener in the spirit. Praise God. Kind of like a mixture between bacon soda and air freshener. Um, but it's a clean, clean smell. God will give you glory that you're moving in the service today by your Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You're getting the baby powder? I was kind of getting that. It's like a light clean smell. May the rest of you also begin to pick up on what the Spirit of God is doing. I know you're, you're, you're grabbing it already. Hallelujah. And even those of you watching online, may the Holy Spirit begin to open your sensory experience up to the prophetic realm, and you get the fragrances of the Lord today as well. Praise God. Mm, baby powder, God's doing something new, something clean and fresh. Because there's a new wave that's coming to the body of Christ, a healing wave, uh, more than just healing though, a lot of the power of the Spirit, and many, many varied manifestations. Uh, before we jump into today's message, I want to say a big thank you from my heart to everybody that sent uh, blessings uh, to me for my birthday, number 32, right? Not just joking. Hallelujah. I'm in the 50s bracket now, uh, number 51, but thank you so much. All of the, uh, the cards, uh, the precious gifts, it meant a lot to me, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, some of you mailed things in, some of you sent things in online, but I saw every single one, and I really, really do thank you for it. Praise God. All right, we're going to receive the tithes and offerings today, and I would like for us to look just for a moment at a verse uh, in Deuteronomy 8.18. And I want to show you something in relation to that. Praise God. We're in Deuteronomy 8, 18. This is a scripture that, uh, you know, is familiar. We've talked about this before, but take a look at this today. It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you what? Power. What's the purpose? To get wealth. Of course, this is one of the many purposes of the, of, of the covenant. But we see here that there is power available to get wealth wealth. So in God's kingdom, you need power because there are things that you cannot see in the natural realm that are in the spiritual realm that would actually try to sit even on your financial destiny. Did you hear me? And try to hold you back from going where you are supposed to go with God's plan for your life. That's why you need what? You need power to get wealth. Praise God. Did you ever notice that the devil doesn't mind if the drug dealers have a lot of money? If rap musicians that blaspheme God's name and degrade women, if they have a lot of money, the devil doesn't mind. But there is a, uh, a barrier sometimes you can run into. It is in the spirit realm, and that's why you need what? You need power. I want you to see this very interesting uh, portion of Scripture in the book of Zechariah. This is the prophet Zechariah chapter 1. Say this. Say, I need power. Zechariah 1, look at verse 17. Praise God. It says again, proclaim, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again 
spread out through what? Prosperity. You know, it's hard to build a city without prosperity. You can't have the proper infrastructure. Have you ever been to a city in a developing nation where there is no sewer system? And it's just pretty much everybody goes wherever you want to go. And you tried to find a place. But you need prosperity to spread out. Can you say yes? Then it says, the Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. Now watch this, verse 18. Then I raised my eyes and looked. And there were four what? Four what? Shout it out to me today. Four tinkerbells? Boy, we got a quiet group today. Four horns. Can you say horns? Four horns. What do horns represent? They represent power. It represents power and strength. Horns always give a prophetic picture, a symbol of power and strength. Uh, this is very important. Don't let the enemy distract you right now. Hallelujah. Focus right now on what I'm about to say. Hallelujah. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were four horns. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these? So he answered me, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Watch this. Then the Lord showed me four crafts in verse 21. And I said, what are these coming to do? So he said, these are the horns that scatter Judah so that no one could lift up his head. And you have people in the church, financially, they cannot lift up their head. Why? You have a power that's sitting over you, stopping you from being what God has called you to be. Well, Pastor Stephen, if there are evil powers against my life, and I am not even stepping into my financial destiny where I have financial dignity, what do I need? You need a greater power. So the Lord gives power to get wealth. Why? Because there are opposing powers trying to hold you back to keep you from getting it. And they work. They work against you, even against your finances. Woo! Thank God there's a greater power. Can you say praise God? Now today, you're going to be tapping into that power, okay? So as you today honor the Lord with your finances, as you sow seed, those of you that are online church members, as you bring in the holy tithe today into the storehouse of God, I want you to sow into the power of God, okay? I want you to sow into the glory. And as you give today, note, note that you are tapping into God's power. What will God's power produce in your life? It will produce wealth. Hallelujah. I should get an amen out of that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, as we bring the tithes and offerings today into the storehouse of God, let your people tap into your power to get wealth. That every opposing power, that every horn that would try to sit on their financial destiny and block them, let it be moved out of the way through power today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Those of you in the live studio audience that are giving, you can give by cash, check, credit card forms have been passed out. Those of you watching online, if you want to mail in your tithes offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina. Our zip code here is 28117. If you want to bring them in online, you can do so anywhere from the world, day or night, 365 days a year. It's available at the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tides and Offerings. 
You can go there right now and bring them in. Praise God. I see you breaking through. I do. I see you breaking through. Let's receive the giving today. Hallelujah. Are you ready for something different? Are you ready to break out of mediocrity? See, you've, you've got to get fed up with being stuck. If you're on some kind of fat, uh, plateau, spiritual plateau, financial plateau, you have to get the strategy of God to go to the next level. You can't keep doing the same thing, expect somehow that it's going to move you, move you through. You have to get that power. You have to tap into that power. Now say this, say, I need power. I need God's power to do all that He's called me to do. Now say this, say, Lord, may your power touch my finances. May I be empowered by you to accomplish financial exploits. Now say, I'm going somewhere in Jesus' name. Say, I'm going somewhere financially. Woo, glory to God. Something's coming on you today. Praise God. Praise God. Bless, uh, pass the blessing offering basket. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. Let's just pray in the Holy Spirit for a moment. Glory to God. Let the anointing for power touch you today. Let it touch your eyes, the ability to see, the ability to think. God's power touching your thought life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Michael, just stand right here with the giving, in-house giving. Praise God. And Father, I just touch and bless the giving in the studio. We thank you for the anointing flowing through the camera, right into the lives of your people, into their checkbooks, their wallets, their purses, their savings accounts, their bank accounts. I speak multiple savings accounts over your life. Thank you, Father. I speak financial portfolio over your life. Varied investments in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every one of them blessed. Every one of them accessible by the Spirit of God because you have a generous heart. Father, we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. You'll never run dry financially. Amen. Praise God. Praise God today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's take our Bibles today and go into our message, which will be found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Are you happy today? Is the Lord good to you today? We really do serve a good God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, as we go into your word, we ask that you would illuminate the scriptures. Let the eyes of our heart be illuminated to see it, to understand it, and to apply it in our lives. Now, we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. Praise God. You understand the word is a seed, right? So what, what you will receive today is actually in seed form. So you will have to take the seed and apply it so that it will produce the benefits that God attaches to it. Will you do that? Praise God. Amen. Uh, verse 8, today we're going to talk about spiritual empowerment. Spiritual empowerment through prayer and fasting. Verse 8 says, For bodily exercise 
profits a little. Now, it doesn't say that it's worthless. It doesn't say that it doesn't have any profit. It just says that bodily exercise, going to the gym, working out, doing your push-up and your calinetics or what, calisthenics or whatever it might be, all of these different uh, uh, themes and uh, terms we have today, it's good, but it has a little profit uh, in, in context to where God places the true profit. For bodily exercise profits how much? A little. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Praise the Lord. You know, I think it's really an amazing revelation that we have here, that if you look at bodily exercise, even on its highest platform, the greatest efforts of what it can produce, let's just take for an example an Olympic athlete who actually wins the gold medal, okay? So winning the gold medal, uh, really there's a lot attached to that. We have to be honest. I mean, if you win the gold medal, you're probably going to become famous, especially in what we would consider prime sports, let's say in gymnastics or figure skating and things where you're looking at, if you win that gold, you're probably going to get a million-dollar-plus endorsement, at the very least, you're, you're at least going to get your face on a, on a cereal box somewhere. But you're also looking at probably multi-million dollar shoe contracts. You're looking at being a commercial star for television uh, ads and so forth. So you're looking maybe at millions of dollars of potential and I'll, I'll, I'll even fame and so forth. But God says even still in that context, it still has little value. So put it on its highest scale that you could potentially reach, and it still, in God's eyes, still only has little value. Mm. And it also can be very frustrating, because you work so hard to develop it, and if you just lay off for a few weeks, it starts dissipating. All of those muscles that look like they were carved from granite, they just start to lose that sharpness just after a few weeks. It's amazing. And even, even bodybuilders know that the images that you see in, in catalogs or pictures, they cannot hold that. You could only hold that for a photo shoot or maybe just for a day or two, and it start, it's just too hard. You're not designed to live like that. So all of that can be very, very misleading in the sense that uh, it's, not, it's not where God wants you to have the focus. Some of you say, praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. So, there is, however, a different type of exercise that we could call exercising yourself unto the profitability of godliness. Hmm. By the way, anything that's ha that has profitability in it, you should have an interest in it. Praise God. Amen. So, this is the exercise of godliness through the spiritual disciplines of prayer and fasting. Now, what is fasting? Technically, fasting is doing without food in order to devote more time to pray and to draw near to God. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. So, sometimes people, they, uh, I'm talking about Christians, they will do a fast and they don't eat, but they're not really praying. What do we have there for? We have a hunger strike that's taken place. I knew one man, because you know, I've led these corporate fasts over the years and things like that, and one man in my church, uh, he did the fast just because I called for a fast. I called for a corporate fast. So, you know, you kind of want to be on the same bandwagon, you know what I mean? Everybody else is doing it, you don't want to be the oddball out, so he did it too, but he never prayed. 
What did he do? He told me what he did. He watched TV sh cooking shows all the time. He was in such misery during the whole fast. He actually completed the fast with no food, but he never prayed at all. Never prayed. And to kind of just uh, get through it, he would watch, you know, uh, Food Network just nonstop, nonstop. He already had the whole thing planned out that as soon as it was over, where he was going, this, that, he would eat this meal first, that meal second. And um, he was just waiting for it to end. But no prayer. What's that? That's a hunger strike. That's, that is not biblical fasting. That is not biblical fasting. Some of these types of, uh, you know, hunger strikes, you might see it out in the world. A political activist says, I'm not eating. Well, the, really, the reason you're not eating is, is not to draw near to God. You're just, you have a political motivation and you want news coverage. And that, that, that's all this is about. But we're, we're not talking about this. We're talking about true fasting. Hallelujah. So, fasting actually is a spiritual obligation for your spiritual empowerment. Okay? Fasting is a spiritual obligation. You are obligated to do this according to the teachings of Christ. And it is for your spiritual empowerment. Praise the Lord. Fasting is an exercise of godliness that we engage in so that we can be spiritually fit. Come on. You don't have to run a marathon. You can take it easy. Say, thank God. You don't have to run a marathon to be approved by God. If we did, a lot of us would, we just couldn't make it. You don't, have to do it. you don't have to go to Hawaii and do the Ironman triathlon, where you what? You swim two miles, then you bike 112 miles, and then you top it off with a marathon of 26.2 miles, all back to back to back. So you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But this is spiritual exercise. Are you ready to go to the gym called prayer and fasting? Hallelujah. Mm, it's open 24-7. Mm, Pastor Stephen, is that next to Planet Fitness? It's, it's a different location. But God is very interested in you being spiritually fit. Mm, praise God. Look at this in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verse, verse 21, the apostles ran into the demon that they couldn't cast out. Those things can be very, very frustrating. Praise the Lord. Let me jump over there with you. Matthew 17, verse 21. And so they asked the Lord privately, how come we couldn't cast this, this demon out? Verse 21, Jesus said to them, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So there are some things that you can deal with because general faith is accompanying you. You have general faith. But there are other things that if you get over into them, you will realize, I don't have the faith for that. I have, I have faith to, to deal with general basics, but this is going into an area where I'm up against something that unbelief is touching me in this area. So what do you do in situations like that? Those are the type of situations that require power. Okay? And so in order to be able to react properly in situations like that, you must be equipped through prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. In other words, to exercise the authority over it, you must be in that proper position to do so. I know some preachers, they, they dismiss these verses and they say, well, really what the problem with the apostles was, was, was their unbelief. 
Well, yes, but the way you cure that kind of unbelief, though, in those types of challenges, really you could only touch it with prayer and fasting. And if, if you try to do it in the natural, you'll just, you run up against it, and you just know, even if the right words are coming out, this is not working. This is not working. Mmm. Wow. How do you know there's a spirit involved, and you're, you're not, you're not breaking through when you talk to it and it just falls the words fall right to the ground I'm going to go over there and I'm going to minister to that person and I'm going to lead them to Jesus and you go over there and you talk to them and the words just like hit a wall I mean you like hit like a stone wall and why there, there's spiritual resistance going on the enemy doesn't want that person to get saved and you you realize oh that there's a dark power there's dark power here and so that's why you need to be what it's shape Spiritually. Can you say yes? Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's jump over just for a moment to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And we have the classic verse of verse 14, which is a little bit of the summation, the wrapping up of the experience of the Lord's encounter, direct encounter with Satan. See, you have to understand that Satan had a diabolical plan to crush Jesus before the ministry could ever start. And the Holy Spirit knew that. And so the Holy Spirit has to take Jesus away. Why? To get him ready. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knows what's coming before it ever shows up. And that's why he knows what's, what's ahead of your life, and he wants you to be empowered for it. Mm, praise God. So we have, we have verse 14. Then Jesus returned. This is after the 40 days of no food, day or night for 40 days. Then Jesus returned in the power. Say power. In the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news, went, news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. We must have the power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How was the, uh, the power acquired? Through 40 days of prayer and fasting. Oh, no, pa Pastor Stephen, that's just accidental. That's just Jesus. He had it automatically. No, he did not. He did not. And it was not accidental. And it's not accidental in your life either. This is how you come into the power. This is not just how you come into, you know, a blessed walk with God. This is how you come into the power walk with God. It's different. See, Jesus, when he came up out of the Jordan River baptism, was filled with the Holy Spirit. But when he came out of the desert, after the 40 days, he had the Holy Spirit and power. And power. Mm. Are you ready for your desert experience? Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. See, I grew up, I grew up in church as a young, young boy. I was in church because of my parents every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, midweek Bible study, Wednesday night. Three services a week, year after year after year after year after year. I heard, I heard over a thousand sermons. But in the denomination that I grew up, I never heard one teaching on fasting. Never, never heard one teaching from any of the ministers in my denomination ever, ever, ever on the subject of fasting. 
And there was not one preacher who walked in the power of the Spirit in our entire denomination. Oh, some of them could shout, but there was still no power. Some of them could make you cry because they, they were very emotional. Like, you know, like uh, we're dealing with psychology. You can just get people worked up and, you know, tell a sad story and somebody cries. Now somebody else is crying. And, but, but there was never any manifestations of power ever, ever, ever in over 1,000 messages that I heard taught. Wow. Mm. Praise the Lord. No power. No power ever experienced in my denomination. And of course, the denomination I was in did not believe in modern day miracles, signs, wonders, and things like that. But when I was in college, and this college was an extension of the denomination that I belonged to, when I was in college, I began to take some classes in uh, missiology, missionary studies, and things like that. I really just, I began to love the study of missions and a heart for nations and, and things like that. And one day, I just found myself, in, you know, as a young man, 20 years old, stressed out, massively stressed out, you know, because you get all the little problems of life, you think your life is overwhelmed, and I was so stressed out with life, and I'm, I'm trying to do these things, trying to do these things, and struggling in this, struggling in that, and uh, I, so I went to chapel, I was on my way to the chapel, and the teacher of the missions class was standing as all the students are going into the chapel. Thousands, thousands of students coming into the chapel because we had chapel every day. And he was standing by the entrance as we were going in. And he saw me. And he said, Stephen, what's wrong? I said, I'm just so stressed out. Classes and life and all these things. I'm just, I just, you know, I'm just stressed out. And he put his hand on me. And when he put his hand on me, something came all over me like oil. I had never experienced, I had never experienced power before. I had never experienced the presence of God before, and when he touched me, it's like oil just went all over my head, all over my, and it just, all of that stress just evaporated, and it just is gone instantly, and I, I said, I feel better. He said, good, go on and enjoy the chapel. So I went by his office, maybe two days later, just to drop in to say hi, and I dropped in, and he's pouring some skim milk into a glass, a little bitty glass, and he's drinking it. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm drinking some milk. I said, why, well, why are you drinking milk? He goes, well, I'm just, in, I'm just completing a three-day fast, and so this is, my, this is my drink of milk after having done the three-day fast. I said, you went three days with no food? He said, yes. I said, you went three days with no food and you lived through it? He said, yes. I said, I've never heard of this in my life before. <laughs> now, on the, because he was on the missions department, he would travel back and forth to Africa and minister in Africa. And he knew that if you go to Africa, you cannot minister in Africa unless you have power. So he had, taught, he had caught that while he was over there. And when he would come back to the mainline denomination that he belonged to in the States, he'd have to tone it down and kind of play it easy. But when he went over there, you know, get back into the power stuff like that. But out of all the people that ever touched me, prayed over me, he was the only person that had ever prayed over me up to that point in my life where I actually felt power. Hallelujah. Mm. Where was he getting it from? Oh, Pastor Stephen, God just blessed that and just put that on him. No. He was a man of, of fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. Sure to smell good in here. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Your Christian experience is exactly what you get out of it is what you put into it. That's all it's going to come down to. The more you put into it, 
the more you're going to be able to pull out of it. Praise God. Praise the Lord. See, Jesus needed to be spiritually empowered to fulfill His mission. By the way, you do too. Let me just share this. You'll never, ever meet any man or woman on this planet operating in the power of the Spirit who does not invest strongly into prayer and fasting. I'm talking about those that move in power, that move in miracles and the signs and the wonders. You'll never meet one of them who is not a fan of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. You'll never meet an anti-faster who moves in power. Now there's a lot of really good ministers who teach good messages and help people. But look, if you want to come into the power though, you understand that that's different. You're going to have to go to the storehouse of where it's at. Praise God. Hallelujah. Without fasting and prayer, there are spiritual hindrances that will sit on your destiny and block your progress. And if you don't do something about it, they will stay there till the day you die and rob you literally of what God had assigned to be manifested in your life. Hmm. Hmm. Praise God. How many of you are familiar with uh, Prophet Bob Jones? He went on to be with the Lord. He's in heaven. Um, you know, I'll just share a little bit about some of these things that happened behind the scenes in one time Bob, Bob Jones had, had shared the story of a young prophet that came over to his house. And the young prophet came over to his house and said, you know, I've, I've been following your ministry and I've, I have tapped into that ability that by faith I can get caught up in the spirit. And I have, that's been happening to me. And he got really strong at it. Had a, had a beautiful prophetic ministry. Still does. But this young, this young prophet said, the other day it was very important for me to go up in the spirit and I couldn't get up. There was something sitting above me holding me down. And so this young prophet came over to Bob Jones' house to tell Bob Jones of what he saw sitting above him holding him down. And, but before he could tell him, Bob Jones told him what it was. Because he said, I saw it because I was in the spirit. And he said, it was that old, and he named the name of a person today, who's alive today, who is the leader of a major world religion. This, I won't say what it is. And he said, that was sitting over you, wasn't it? He said he was holding you. That young prophet said, yes, that's exactly who I saw sitting above me, holding me down. By the way, let me say this. Humanism is not Christianity. Humanism as some religions, and this particular religion dispels, shares a message of love and compassion. That if you're just a compassionate person, and you love others, and you try to be a good person, then you will make it into the next realm, the next world, whatever that is. That is a total lie from hell. See, the truth of the gospel is that we have all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And because we have sinned, we have been separated from God because He's holy, and we're dirty and sinful. And because of our sin, we are now worthy of being punished. So the punishment for our sin is eternal separation from God in hell, and then eventually in the lake of fire. Let me say this right now. Every sinner who is in hell today knows why they're there, and they know that they fully deserve it to be there. They know the righteous judgment of God. They know that what they did was wrong. They know that they violated the laws and the commandments of God. And because of their punishment, they know they fully deserve it. 
and they're tormented they're not happy that they're there but they do know that they are in the right spot because they are worthy of receiving what they fully deserved and the gospel is that Christ came to be a mediator between God and man so that you can have a way back to God and be reborn and have your sins washed away and forgiven and you can receive eternal life through Christ and through him only for there is no other way to salvation except through the Lord Jesus Christ so humanism is a lie and you can have these nice people dispelling and teaching these nice things but if you don't have your sins taken care of you will go to hell and that's the gospel truth praise God hallelujah and it was the leader of this large religious organization that was holding this person down sitting over him so he couldn't go up you know some of these gurus you, they understand the price of spiritual power because you cannot be that high up in the spiritual link and not know who you're working for they may seem like nice sweet people they know exactly who their boss is mm, absolutely praise the Lord but a lot of those gurus they get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to pray chant, meditate, go through their whatever it is they do with their so-called religions, Eastern religions and all of these other things that have uh, permeated much of the American culture and have even affected to agree uh, the church praise the Lord but there's a price for spiritual power God's people must step into their inheritance it is an obligation, praise God hallelujah when there are natural barriers Oftentimes there are also spiritual barriers that are linked together with them. And these things can hold you back from the promotion that God wants you to experience. These things can hold you back from receiving the raise that is rightfully yours. These things can block and hinder the big, con the big contracts from coming through. And they can be destiny destroyers. They'll sit there. They'll sit there. Praise the Lord. But you know what? Our God is a consuming fire. And even if the enemy doesn't like you, he still has to respect fire. You know, you can be in a room with a bunch of adversaries, and they hate you, they talk behind your back, and they don't like you, but if that room caught on fire, you know they're going to go running. Why? They respect fire. You can be in the middle of a jungle at night, surrounded by jaguars and, 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 and lions and tigers and things like that and they may want to have you for a meal but you know what if you start a fire and you get a big bonfire and get a, get a long torch and you can stick that thing out about six feet they might not like you but they still respect the fire and they, they, they know as much as they want to take you out they're afraid of that fire they're afraid of that fire. When you come into the power of God's Spirit through fasting and prayer, you begin to touch the fire of God. The fire of God. The fire of God begins to burn in you, on you, through you. Hallelujah. That which is not of God will begin to be consumed in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You get too hot for your enemies. Hallelujah. He goes, I have to move. I have to move. I'm getting burned alive. I have to move. Hebrews 12, 29, God is a consuming fire. The non-practice of fasting, let me say it again, the non-practice of fasting is where many Christians have sold their birthright. Just like Esau traded, sold out his destiny 
for a bowl of red beans. He's hungry. Boy, those beans sure look good. You put some paprika in them beans? Yeah. Mm -mm. Boy, I, I tell you what. I, I, can, I, I need some beans. I need some nourishment. And for one meal, for one meal, he traded his birthright. Mm -mm. Fasting is not a gift. It's a responsibility. Oh, now, Pastor Stephen, you have that gift. You're you just born where you don't like food. Now, we all like food, but you and some special others, you have some kind of a special gift. No, it's not a gift at all. Nobody has the gift. It is not a gift. It's just a responsibility. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Look at this in Matthew chapter 6. Are you happy today? Mm -mm. Oh, hallelujah. We're working out. In not gold's gym, but God's gym. Mm, getting stronger every day. Hallelujah. Even though the outward man may be weak and, and not have the strength, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. And you're coming alive more and more into the things of God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 7. Jesus said, and when you pray. When you pray. Not if you pray, but when you pray. Prayer is an obligation. A Christian not praying is like a bird not flying. Just weird. Doesn't make any sense. So it's an obligation. Can you say yes? Prayer is vital to your spiritual vitality. Hallelujah. Verse 16. In context of directives and commands of the kingdom. Verse 16. Moreover, when you fast. When? Please say when. Yes. Not if, but when. Hmm. When you fast. Verse 17. But you. Look at your neighbor and say, I think Jesus is talking to you. Look at the person on the other side and say, well, that means you too. <laughs> but you, when you fast. Not if you fast. Not if you feel a special leading. Hmm. But, but when. Well, what is the Lord implying? What is He revealing to us when He's making these statements? That God expects you and I to make fasting a part of our spiritual exercise program. You just make it a part of your program. How often is, is between you and the Lord? But it needs to be in the program. It needs to be a part of your spiritual program. When you fast. When you fast. When you fast, praise the Lord. Fasting must be a part of your spiritual schedule. Schedule it for the renewing of your spiritual strength. Mm. Put it on the schedule. Mm -mm. I was in the office one day of a man that walks in great power, mighty miracles and signs and wonders. And I was going to be ministering later that evening, and I, I needed a little time to get away, and things were so busy. He said, he said, look, he said, Stephen, just stay in my office. I'll leave, and uh, there's no other workers around this area, so you just use my private office as your prayer place, and I'll come back just before, uh, you know, you have to minister. So he left, and I had, I had a wonderful time in prayer, uh, and really enjoyed myself praying Praise the Lord. Some places you do so much praying, you can make a place anointed for prayer. You know what I'm talking about? His office is very easy to pray in. And my eyes 
my eyes caught a calendar on his wall. January, February, March, you had the calendar. And I just I seemed like I was kind of drawn to it by the Holy Spirit because he has things on his calendar that are not on the public calendar. This is like his life calendar, his personal calendar. And there it was, month of so-and-so, on the 6th, begin 40-day liquid fast. End on this day after 40 days of fasting. On the calendar. So you have to schedule it. If you don't schedule it, it'll never happen. There is never an easy time to fast. If there would be, it would probably maybe not during winter time when it's so cold. <laughs> because when you fast, you do get cold because you don't have as much energy and as much heat. But outside of that, it's never like it's convenient. Life always has things going on. So what do you have to do? You have to schedule it. You have to make room for it. Can you say yes? It's the same way, I think, for physical exercise. Without some exercise... Your physical structure will, it'll begin to, it'll just break down. It will not be at the level God wants it to be. I mean, you can always just go out and walk. The thing that's good about walking is you can pray in the Spirit. And you can pray while walking. But you might like some exercise, whether it's some tennis or some basketball or whatever. But you need to do a little something or else your body can be, uh, it'll begin to go downhill before it's supposed to go downhill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without fasting and prayer... Your spirit will become weak. Just like your body can become weak. Without fasting and prayer, your spirit will become weak. Praise the Lord. I want you to see this in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's turn over to the Luke, Luke's Gospel, Luke, chapter 5. Woo! Hallelujah. Say, I'm going into the power room. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We'll have to talk this message over later with a good steak dinner. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we'll see. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 33. Then they said to him, they said to Jesus, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink? And I'll tell you what, those guys did love to eat. Uh, Peter and them others, boy, they love to eat. Mm, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 34. And he said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come. Say that. Say the days will come. When the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. Those days are here. You are now in that era where the Lord has been taken away. He will eventually come back. We can have a lot of fun then, praise God. But right now, you're in a dispensation of prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. One minister stood up and said, Now, the time that the Lord was taken away was when He was in the tomb for three days. And that's when they fasted. As soon as He came out, we could all go right back to eating. I thought, no, that, no, 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 no. That's not what that's referring to. This is when the Lord left the planet physically. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit is with us, but at this point, though, we are in a time where He has been taken away. He said, then they will fast in those days. Can you say yes? When you fast and pray, you actually create a spiritual catalyst in which your prayers are answered more easily. 
they go up more easily. You're going up with them. They just go up. They go up. So much easier to get over into the Spirit. Let's take a look at this in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 9. Mm -mm. Something's going on. The flame of God, the fire of God. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. This would be Isaiah chapter 58. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Then you shall call. And the Lord will answer, you shall cry, and he will say, here I am. And this is in context to the response to God's initiative to go on a fast. And we respond, we schedule it into our life. Whether you have frequent fast, whether it's one day a week, or you have an extended fast at certain times when you feel the call to go up on the mountain with God. Hallelujah. But when you move over into fasting, prayers are answered so much easier. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and He will say, Here I am. And you just move out of that realm that a lot of Christians are stuck in. I don't think God hears my prayers. And if He does, He's certainly not saying anything about it. You move out of that realm of guessing. Praise God. It causes your prayers to rise up without strain. And... You step into a place of breakthrough, as seen in verse 14. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills, the high places of the earth. See, when you fast and pray, the breakthroughs that have been hanging over your life, some of you for years, they hang over, but they never come down. When you fast and pray, they break. They finally break. They finally break. They finally break. Say, I'm going through. See, when you fast and pray, verse 14 again said, I will cause you to ride on the high heels of the earth. That is your destiny. That is those specific things that God said, I have called you and assigned you to do these great things in your life. They are high heels. They are high places of the earth. And if you will walk with me and respond to my prayer fasting initiative, you will get the breakthrough. Oh, hallelujah. Say, I'm going through. Woo, hallelujah. Tell the person next to you, I see you in the high places. Say, you're going to make it there. Say, you will not be kept out any longer to your high calling. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Lord, we thank you. When you fast and pray, God shows you the way that you're supposed to go. In Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 through 23, they were getting ready to make a journey. And Ezra said, you know what, before we take this trip, you know what, this is, this is a very dangerous trip. We could be am ambushed, hijacked. We could be slaughtered and killed. We're traveling with women and children. We don't have a guard to go with us. And so we, you know, we don't want to get off track and end up out in the desert lost and all die. So he called for a three-day time of prayer and fasting. They stopped everything, and they prayed for three days and fasted with no food. And after the three days, they began their journey, and they made it all the way to Jerusalem safely. 
Praise God. And God protected them on every side. See, that's why it says in Isaiah 58, 8, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. What is that light? It's the direction of what you're supposed to do. Which way are you supposed to go? We need to make the right decision. We, can't, we, don't have, we don't have any room for error. When you fast and pray, your light will break forth. You will know what to do. God will show you the way that you're supposed to go. Praise God. What is light? Then shall your light break forth. Light is revelation, knowledge, and understanding of what you're supposed to do. It's what God wants you to do. And you get it. The light goes on. Now say this. With fasting and prayer, I'm coming out of the dark. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just wake up in the morning and you know what to do. Hallelujah. Sit up in bed, you just know what to do. Hallelujah. I mean, the light just comes, and it comes on strong, too. It can be just like somebody turned the light on literally from dark to light. It can be like, dear Lord, I know exactly what to do now. It can be that abrupt. Woo, glory to God. Mm -mm. Your light. Your light's coming on. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Your dark days are over. Time for the church to come out of the dark ages. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, that was back in the 1200s. Well, you can, live, you can live the dark ages today if you don't know how to get to the power room. Not the powder room, the power room. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Fasting is good for your health. When you do a biblical fast, when you do a biblical fast, according to verse 8 also, it says, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Did you know that when your spirit is strong, your body follows along? When your spirit is up, your body doesn't want to be down. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm -mm. That's why it says in Proverbs 18, verse 14, that the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? So when you fast and pray, your spirit is charged with the power of God. Charged with the power of God. And your physical body says, I like this. I'm going to come along for the ride. I think I'm going to live longer. Woo! Hope begins to flood in. Strength begins to flood in. And your strength is renewed. You begin to go up like the eagle. It starts inwardly and begins to splash over even outwardly. Can you say yes? Lord, we do thank you today. I see your healing coming forth. Quickly. 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 Quickly, I was reading, actually watching uh, a man share his testimony about fasting, and he, he was doing an extended fast, and began to fast 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, and he began to get out there a little bit further on extended fast, and he said he had something very unusual happen to him, and he wasn't working, so he had time just to relax, but he began to lose his eyesight. He said, I don't know what's going on, but I, I feel the peace of God. So he just kind of yielded to it. And for five days, his eyesight went completely dark. He couldn't see anything. So he just sat in the house and drank water. <laughs> but he sensed something's happening. Not something bad, something good. So after five days, that darkness went full. 
and completely left him, and he walked outside and could read the most distant signs with the utmost brilliance and clarity of eyesight. God had renewed his eyesight like an eagle's, like an eagle. What was going on with the five days of darkness? A flush, all the junk coming out. See, a person that doesn't know would think, something's wrong, something's wrong. No, it's, it's a cleansing. Yield, yield. And it just, that stuff, for, for, it came out of him. And I mean, it was, it was like, it was like a, like a hawk or an eagle. I mean, phenomenal eyesight. Woo, woo. See, your health, your health coming forth speedily. Mm -mm. Lord, we give you praise for what you're doing. Your spirit man is made in the image of God. You need to energize it continually. Fasting produces divine direction in your life. The breaking forth of light. You know what to do. You know what the right decisions to make. It produces divine empowerment so that you have authority over all the works of the enemy. And you're the one treading on snakes and scorpions, and they're not treading on your head. Praise God. Biblical fasting produces divine health manifested in your physical body. Fasting produces supernatural breakthroughs where you ride in your destined high places. And when I say you ride, I'm getting a quickening on that by the Spirit. Some of you, God's even destined for you to ride in certain vehicles. And if you'll follow after Him and live for Him and serve Him, you'll be surprised what He's got destined for you to ride in. Mm -mm. And it's not a skateboard either. Pastor Stephen, that's all I want God to do. I'd be happy with a skateboard. No. He'll take you places. He'll take you beyond a vehicle. He'll take you beyond four wheels. He'll take you in an aircraft. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. you ride the high places of the earth. Yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. One more time. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say, do it in my life. Mm. But see, remember the word seed. You have to take the seed. And, let it, and, and obey it, work it, let it produce in your life. It'll produce all of this in your life when you work it. Mm. See, what I see over each and every one of you is that you're now due for the next level of breakthrough in your life. It's, it's, it's ready right now. And you're due it right now. So what you have to do, look, all you have to do is you have to pay the price tag that goes along with it. That's all you have to do. And it'll break on you. It's like a wave. It'll just finally come crash on you. A good, a good wave of blessing. A great wave of blessing. A great wave of breakthrough. That's all you have to do. I personally don't believe that it's safe for a Christian to not practice fasting. I think it's so easy to get lifted up in pride. I think it's so easy to get tangled up in sin. As Paul said, the sin which so easily entangles and besets us. I think it's so easy to get distracted and get tangled up and caught up in silly stuff. I think that fasting helps us to stay humble and to not have it on a schedule somehow in your life. I think it's actually dangerous because you are dismissing one of the big three that Jesus made as pillars in the church, prayer, giving, and fasting. And if you, if you eliminate one of those, you will, you will face some type of debilitation in your spiritual walk. Something that should be there will not be there because you're not following the commandments, the commandments of the king. Every kingdom has a king over it. And every king has his way of doing things. And every king institutes his own laws. 
and so when you come into his kingdom you learn his flow and you learn his principles and if you work them they will work for you Woo! say I'm going to fly mm, glory glory mm. maybe we should talk this over with a big chicken dinner after church mm, this is good praise God hallelujah chicken and waffles Mm -mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Praise God. Fasting with prayer gives you the ability to respond with the needed authority, with the needed authority for every situation. So you need to exercise yourself. Come on, do this for a moment. You need to exercise yourself to godliness. Yes, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to exercise myself to 18-inch biceps. I like it. Yes, that's going to look good on me. Mm. But there's something of far greater value. Far greater value. Mm. Exercise yourself to godliness. Planes have crashed with world-class athletes on them who went down because they had no ability to respond. Buildings have collapsed the people that had uh, tremendous physical gifting, but they had no ability to respond in situations that were beyond them. But when you walk with the Spirit, you're ready for anything. Jesus said, he said, the prince of this world, he's going to come. He's not going to find anything in me. He doesn't have anything on me. He can come check me out. He can open my closets. He doesn't have anything on me. He has no bait. He has no bribe. He has nothing to get. He has nothing. See, that, that's empowerment. That's empowerment. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a lot of people in prison today that wish they could have heard this message. And they would have humbled themselves with fasting and prayer, and they never would have accepted that bribe. Not knowing it was a government agent in disguise. But even if it's not an FBI undercover agent, you still shouldn't do it because it's wrong in the eyes of God. And if you violate his principles, the blessing won't work right. Mm -mm. You don't need the world system. You need the word system. It'll take you anywhere you want to go. Hallelujah. It'll take you all the, way, all the way to the top. You don't have to be crooked or do these things, these sh gr uh, shady gray things. Do you have to do that stuff? No. Hallelujah. God will take you there straight up, out in the open. Praise God. With transparency. Praise the Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Now, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27, in, in reference to godliness, exercising yourself on the godliness, remember that Paul, who wrote that, also said in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven that he said he was in fastings often. In fastings often. I think some Christians, they have a principle. In fastings rarely. Only when the, fat, when the pastor just almost coerces us to do it. And I do it with a bad attitude. Sneaking over to the pantry at night, anyhow, eating the chips. I did that one time when I was on the mission team. They took me and all the young, all the young missionaries out uh, to a camp. And we, we left the university and we traveled to the mountains of Colorado to get along with God. And to have an encounter with God. 
And we thought, this is fun. We're all in the van. All the, you know, we're all in college together. We're in the van. On the way to the mountain, we stop. We eat McDonald's. We continue our journey. We stop and we eat pizza. And we're just, just having fun. Yeah, we love the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to touch nations. And we're all charged up. And we were all immature. Didn't know what we're doing. But we're excited. We have all this zeal. We have all this zeal. But no true knowledge. And so we get up on that mountain. We get up on that mountain. And the same man that had touched me. There that day, going into the chapel, he's there, and he's leading the retreat. He goes, well, we passed all the restaurants. We're up on this mountain. And he said, I haven't told you this, but all of you are going on a three-day fast. And he said, this is what you're going to do. I told you to bring a little tent. Yeah, we, but we've all got a little tent. Good. Take your little tent and go walk for 20 minutes in any direction you want, and I'll see you in three days. We're like, well, no, no, you can't be serious. He's like, yeah, just go anywhere you want. Pitch your tent. There's no, I know you don't have any food. Well, we, we don't have any food. And um, after three days are up, after three days are up, we'll all meet back here and we'll have a meal. Boy, I thought, I thought in those three days I was going to die. Boy, I just, I, I had, you know, my roommate, you know, we're going to go out two by two. My, my friend, I could hear his stomach growling. He was two miles away. He was also over in his little tent about, about to fall apart. And we're all about to fall apart. Well, somehow, someway, after three days, we found out we didn't die. But, boy, we came back together at our middle of meeting spot. We were so hungry, hungry. And uh, the, there was a person over there cooking the food, uh, getting, a, getting a, like a, a meal ready for all of us to eat. And me and my partner, who were going to touch the nations for Jesus, we were so hungry, we could smell the food over there cooking, that we snuck over there behind the tent, and we reached in there, and we just grabbed a bunch of chips and started eating them as fast as we could. Now, the, now the corporate fast has not been broken yet, and we're over there eating chips and grabbing anything that we could grab without it being noticed that it's missing, and just eating food as fast as we can, and in suddenly popped the... Uh, the other guy, there's always a guy like this in every group. The guy that's the instigator, the guy that's the reporter, the guy that will go straight to the top and say everything he saw. And he popped his head in there and saw me and my friend eating this food. And he ran to report us immediately to, to the man that was in charge of the whole. He said, I saw him. He said, I saw both of them eating as fast as I could. And so that man said, he said, Stephen, and he said to my friend, he called his name. He said, is that true? We said, yes, it's true. We, we just, we had a breakdown. We had a breakdown. We thought we were going to die. We had a breakdown. He said, after I pray and bless the food, everybody else is eating, you must go last. We said, well, we can hold out a little bit longer now that we probably just ate about, you know, half the chips over here. So we made it. So, um, but you know, <laughs> God... God has something special for you to come into. The apostolic grace, where Paul said, in fastings often. Not just where you have this rare thing, where you're almost just like drawn into it. Where it, you know, no, you must go if nobody else goes. And I think, I think you may have to. I think in some situations, you may have to. You may have some spiritual friends. If you do, you're blessed. But at other times, you may not have friends that are that spiritual where they say, yeah, let's not only do it, let's do it starting Monday. See, some will always put it off. Yeah, let's do it next month. I got too much going on now. Then that month goes by. Then, oh, let's do it next. And it's just, then, then you, before you know it, you've forgotten the whole thing. 
You've forgotten the whole thing. Praise the Lord. In fastings often. See, Paul became, not by accident, but by working the principles, he became a spiritual star. He became a spiritual star to the point that in Acts chapter 19, verse 15, when the seven sons of Sceva were endeavoring to cast a demon out of a man, endeavoring to perform an exorcism, that the demon spoke through the man and actually said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And then jumped on the men that were trying to do the exorcism and tore their clothes off and beat them up. It was a big mess. But think about this. The demon behind Jesus lists Paul. Whoa. Jesus I know. And the very next thing he says is Paul. See, Paul became a star in the kingdom of God. In fastings often. In fastings often, to where there was such an anointing of power on his life that he could work special miracles when they brought handkerchiefs and napkins and aprons to him. Special miracles. It's not accidental. It never is. It's a result of applying what we see here in the light of God's Word through prayer and fasting. Now, very quickly, back to Isaiah 58 verse 6. I want to show you verse 6, which is a very, I, I caught this by revelation years back. I almost couldn't believe it said what it said, but it is a, is a powerful promise in verse 6. It's, it's actually one of the craziest promises in the Bible. If you'll do it, see, this is a promise that is not conditional unless the conditions are met. Woo! Are you ready for it? Verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness? Pastor Stephen, I felt like something's, something's got me. Well, this is how you get free. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens. Pastor Stephen, I feel weighed down. I'm crushed with many things. Well, here's your solution. To undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. You can even be a believer and be oppressed. Not, not even a sinner, of course, but you can be a believer and have demonic oppression. Not possession, but oppression. Watch this. And that you break every yoke. Did you know that fasting and prayer, biblical fasting and prayer, there is no yoke on the planet that can stand against it. There's nothing. Heroin, nothing. There's nothing. Cocaine, nothing. Pornography, there, there is no yoke on this universe that can stand against the power that's generated through the believer when they fast and pray. Now here's the revelation. It says, you break every yoke. You can do it. You can break any yoke. But here's the, do you see it? You have to do it. You have to do it. Woo! Hallelujah. Christ does it through you. But if you will not fast and pray. Remember the whole context of Isaiah 58 is fasting and prayer. Done the right way. 1 through 5 shows you how to do it the wrong way. Verse 6 and onward to the conclusion shows you how to do it the right way. And what you will get out of it when you do it the right way. Mm. But you shall break. You shall break. I taught that one time years back. And a man heard me teach it, and he came up to me in private. 
And he said, Pastor Stephen, I struggled with panic attacks. And I have to stand before thousands of people every day. He, and he did. Literally, can you imagine that? You have to stand before thousands of people every day. But before you go out there, behind the wall, before you go out behind the curtain, he's, he's thinking, I might have a total breakdown in front of them. And several times he almost did. A complete breakdown. And uh, he would try to fight it, but this was something that troubled him. Because he thought, I could lose it, and if I lose it, that this could destroy my, my, my career and so forth. And he said, Pastor Stephen, I heard you teach that, that I can break any yoke. It, when it says you can break every yoke, he, he said, I caught the revelation, and I did a 21-day fast, and it has never touched me since. I have never had a panic attack ever, ever, ever. And he speaks before thousands of people. And all the people think is that guy is one cool cucumber. Wow. How does he seem so relaxed? It's like he's talking from his living room, but yet speaking before thousands of people. Wow. How did he break it? Fasting and prayer. And it can break any yoke. There is no yoke that can stand against it. Praise God. I believe that the anointing can be so strong on you and your, your, your prayers can be so effective that when you couple it with fasting, you can break yokes off other people. They just come off. They just come off. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Use wisdom. Drink a lot of juice. Can you say yes? Even when you, when you use wisdom, sometimes funny things still happen. How many of you heard of uh, Pastor Paul Youngie Cho? founder of the, of the world's largest church. Over the course of his ministry, he passed out and fainted three times when fasting in front of the people. But his church has 800,000 members. I think I'd faint and pass out too, hallelujah. But he would just push himself, push, and see, he would, do you see what I'm saying? He's willing to pay the price, willing to pay the price. He fainted and passed out three different times because he was pushing so hard in prayer and fasting. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think in athletics, when people push, we give thumbs up. Yes, go, brother. Go. Three more reps. You've got it in you. Go. 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 But when it comes to spiritual gymnastics, we say, oh, oh, take it easy. Don't strain. Mm. Peace, brother. Peace. Peace. And we just, we just, and when we pull back, we pull back. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There are some fasts that a five, there are some things that a five-day fast will handle it. There are some things you can't break it unless you go 21 days. There are some things that can be so stubborn, they won't fall off and yield until you hit 30 days. And yet there are some others that will not relinquish their hold unless there is a 40-day fast that is enacted. Praise God. But all of those things are between the individual and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. Say, Lord, I need your power. Say, Lord, I'm going to renew my membership. 
in the gym of prayer and fasting. See, some of you let your memberships expire. Hallelujah. And you need to renew your card. Paul, in fasting's often. In fasting's often. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. That which is not of the Lord just begins to get incinerated. That which is not of the Lord, when you fast and pray, just begins to leave you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And you're left with clarity, calmness, peace, and power. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you to close your Bibles and stand up. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, today. I feel like the Lord speaking to Isaiah. In Isaiah 58, verse 1. Where he said, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people about the power available through prayer and fasting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, my wife and I were in Washington, D.C. area ministering one time with a pastor. He invited us to come up, and uh, he wanted me to minister for him. And while we were there, he was on day 30 of his water fast. And having gone 30 days with no food and just going with water, you would think he would be weak, but he was like the energizer bunny. Everybody's body responds different. Everybody has a different physiology. But he had so much energy pouring out of him. I mean, he was just charged with power. But it was also during that time that the Holy Spirit gave my wife a, a word and said, the Lord has answered your prayers. You can come off the fast now. And he finished that fast. And God did one of the wildest money miracle breakthroughs for him. I'm telling you what. You're talking about a guy that was between a rock and a hard place and no way out. He was buried financially. And he was crying out, God, deliver me. God, I've made some mistakes financially. God, come and deliver me. And God came in in a literal miraculous way and delivered him completely out of that financial situation that he was in. I mean, it was, a, it was an absolute miracle answer to a major money problem he had in his life. And he told me how much money poured in. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And many times, what comes also is the wisdom of how to walk out of it. You may think there's no way out, but God can show you a way that you could never have seen before. And you end up walking out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we just thank you today. I see that the angels are here now to restamp old memberships. Some, have, some cards have expired. I see a few cards that have been filled up. It's like a passport. If you go to uh, so many countries, you just get stamped, stamped, stamped. There's nowhere to make a new stamp. Some of you are getting new cards because you're going to a new level of experience when you go into this next fast. You're going to see that. I believe that's really the case for many of you, actually. Praise the Lord. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for spiritual rain falling on any dry land. You'll find out that as you go into this next fast, the Lord's going to meet you so fast. He's going to meet you so quick. You'll be like, wow, Lord, you're, you're showing up so quickly. This is wonderful. Praise God. So, Father, I pray for everybody today that the angels stamp their cards, stamp their hearts. And, Father, also that you give them strategy to schedule fasting as a lifestyle. Not through legalism, not through a pharisaical means of, of a dead routine, but at the same time incorporating it in the way so that it is a living essential. Father, now we thank you for this, the wisdom and the strength now to go out and walk it out by your grace. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We all say amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you have a seat for a moment? Praise God. Let's get ready to receive Holy Communion. Glory to God. We can pass out the elements of the bread and the juice. Those of you watching at home online, grab some grape juice, some unleavened bread, and let's take communion together. Praise the Lord. Lord, we give you praise today. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and glory. See, when you take communion, you proclaim the Lord's, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Technically, you don't proclaim his life, you proclaim his death. Because it was through his death that our redemption was purchased. Praise the Lord. But my friends, when you engage in fasting with prayers, there is an identification very strongly with the cross of Christ. And you not only embrace it, you embrace it with great love and affection. Anything that God has not destined for you, may you never want it. May you never, not only may you never desire it, but may you never even dance around it. Praise the Lord. Anything that God would not put in your hand, may it never be found in your hand. Anything that's not His will for your life, may you say, Lord, that's fine with me. So be it. So be it. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord gave the 12 tribes each an allotted territory. And what belonged to Judah did not belong to Issachar. Well, I, I, I want what he's got. No, that's his. And what you have is plenty. And what you have is good. And you should be happy and satisfied therewith the blessings I've given you. Praise God. So, Father, we just thank you. We consecrate 
the bread and the juice, we set it apart as holy. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. And as we receive the body of the Lord Jesus, we say yes and amen. We embrace the cross with joy. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you that you said your yoke is easy, your burden is light. We thank you, Father God, that the closer we get to you, the more that we embrace your cross, the more of your life we have. We thank you, Father God. We receive the body of Jesus now. Let's partake. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see you reaching your high places. I see you riding on your high places. So happy in the Lord. So happy that you paid the price. Hallelujah. You know, if you make a commitment to fast for three days and you break it, you know the Lord still loves you. But this is not about approval. This is about this is about a price tag for power. Two totally separate, two separate different categories. That's why if you make a commitment to fast for three days and you break it, your heart, your conscience is disappointed. And you say, Lord, I gave in. I raided the kitchen, I raided the refrigerator, whatever it might be. So, you know what? You want to complete a time of consecration. Because God watches and God sees. And if you will make it to the end, you will see God bless you. But you have to make it all the way to the end. Woo! If you do, he'll meet you in power. Hallelujah. But you'll never know unless you go all the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's nothing more you could ever do to make God love you more. This is not what this is about. This is about going into the warehouse of power. Praise God. Not of God's acceptance. He's already accepted you because you're in Christ. Hallelujah. This is about being empowered. Hallelujah. And for that, there are conditions that must be met. Fathers, we receive the blood of Jesus uh, now. We thank you for strength to run the full course that you displayed to us to do. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's drink it. Say, I'm going all the way. Woo, hallelujah. The Lord will meet you at the finish line. You can have a seat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm -mm. This is a good message to talk over with a nice pizza. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. By the way, I never like going into a fast hungry. Before you launch into a fast, make sure your soul is satisfied. Hallelujah. Have your favorite meal. Amen. Hallelujah. That way you can taste it for as long as you possibly can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And never forget that when you come off the fast, the food will still be there. Praise the Lord. You know, it's amazing how good food tastes after a fast. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, there was a man that was lost at sea for 76 days. 
drifting across the Atlantic. He left, he left Europe, and in the middle of the night, his little ship got hit by a whale. He, think it, he thinks it was probably a whale or something like that, but it shattered the bottom of his boat. He began to sink in the dark. All he had time to do was grab his little life, life raft, grab a few things uh, of supplies that only could last about three days, and he jumped into the life raft while he watched his boat sink and go beneath the waters. He begins to drift, thinking, surely I'll be found. He's drifting, drifting, thinking, well, if I keep on drifting, I'm going to drift eventually to the shipping lanes. Well, the ships from America going to Europe, they travel this certain route. After a few weeks, he reached the shipping lanes, and a ship goes by him by about a quarter of a mile. And he takes, takes a flare gun out, and he shoots it. And he thinks, I'm going to be rescued. I've been out here for three weeks now. And he shoots the flare, and the ship just goes right on by. And for about five days, several ships went by and never saw his flares and never stopped. And then he drifted a little further and realized, well, I'm out of the shipping lane now. This is going to be a long haul because the next thing on the, on the list is the Caribbean. And I'm a thousand miles away floating in a raft. He floated and floated and floated, seeing nothing but blue sky and blue ocean for 76 days. And one day woke up, skin and bones, having eaten nothing but a rare fish every now and then that he could catch. Thinking over his life, how he had wasted his life, how his how so many things in his life had failed, and in so many ways he was trying to run away from responsibility. And all this time to think all this over. And he woke up one morning on the 76th day, and he saw an island, and saw green. This is the first time he's seen color for 76 days. He sees green for the first time. And he's like, I can't describe what it was like to see green when you haven't seen color like this for 76 days. And he was thinking, how is my little raft, which, which was completely about to fall apart, how is my little raft going to get through these waves, and how am I going to land on that rocky coastline? Surely I'm probably going to die. I haven't died yet, but the landing on the beach is probably going to kill me. And he was thinking it over when, a, when some fishermen in a skiff saw birds in the sky in a certain area, and they went to follow where the birds were at, and the birds were actually over his raft because of all the fish swimming beneath his little... Um, Raft. His raft had become an ecosystem to all of these birds swimming beneath, uh, excuse me, all these fish swimming beneath it. So the fishermen followed the birds and found him. And they rescued him. And they pulled him into the boat. And he only weighed maybe 70 pounds. A full grown man that only weighed like 70 pounds. And they, the, the men in the boat gave him some coconut that had red sugar sprinkled on top of it. And again, he said when he saw it, the color red just popped. He said, I haven't seen red in so long. But he said when he put that sugared coconut in his mouth, he was just like, this is like, this is like dying and going to heaven. He hadn't tasted anything like that for 76 days. And they began to nurse him slowly back to health. And the report that he was alive began to circulate 
back to America and then eventually circulate it back to his parents and his parents and his brother never gave up the hope that he was still alive they somehow sensed he's still alive not that they knew that he couldn't have died but something told them he's still alive praise God but out of that experience he became an international expert in surviving and surviving long ordeals lost at sea wrote manuals, wrote books, improved life ref technology and all these different things. But my friends, if you just make it to the end, God's waiting for you. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not saying you got to go 76 days. You, you, you might not make it. Hallelujah. You just might not make it. But you could go perhaps 21. You could go 10. If you need medical help, check with your doctor, whatever the case might be. Praise God. But if you'll go, hallelujah, the Lord will not only meet you at the end with the reward, but you'll have many discoveries about yourself along the way. Hallelujah. And you know when you make the most unusual discoveries? When you've pushed off far from shore. See, fasting is, is like that. It's like leaving the shore. For me, it's like when the time we left, uh, we were out on the Gulf of Mexico and went deep sea fishing. And we kept going and going and hours and hours and going and going. And eventually you leave what's called the continental shelf. And the water turns a completely different color of blue. Because now you're not only in water that's 800 feet deep. Now you're in water that's four miles deep. And it's totally different. Wow. It's like being on a long fast when you get way out in the middle. Everything gets real calm and still. And you realize you're a long way from home from where you started. This is not day one or day two anymore. You're way out there. You still got a ways to go, but you just settle in. And God begins while out there on the deep to be, begins to reveal deep things to you. Deep things to you. Hallelujah. Very sacred, very holy things. But you'll never know if you're not willing to go out into the deep. Praise God. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today. Let's take a, a moment and worship the Lord. As we worship the Lord, let the Holy Spirit's strategy for a fasting schedule be unfolded before you. Let it begin to unfold before you. Can you say yes? yes. Hallelujah. Now, I want us uh, actually, Shireen, to do that second song that we sang, which is a little bit more of a praise song, but the words in that song were, I don't want to be satisfied with anything ordinary. Okay. There's, a, there's an anointing on that phrase. Don't want to be satisfied with anything ordinary. Praise God. As you sing this song to the Lord, those in the audience, you can stand up. As you sing this song to the Lord, Really let that come out of your heart to the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit give you a fasting schedule, a fasting strategy. Are you ready? Yes. Get ready. God's going to speak to you on this song. Our beloved, our beloved. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, over every person watching right now, we thank you for prayer fasting strategy download right now. Some of you can even in your mind's eye can see like a time you're supposed to block off for a certain amount of days for a special fast. Maybe it's 21 days. I don't know what it is. But it's a, it's a fast for breakthrough. Okay? It is a fast for spiritual empowerment. It's a fast that says you're fed up with your blessings just hanging. But the fruit's out of reach. You can't reach up and grab the hanging fruit. It's a fast for the breakthrough. And it's going to release all of that to fall upon your life. And when it falls, it will all fall. Praise God. So look, right now, you may want to close your eyes. You'll see some people, you're getting the month of June. Some of you are getting the month of May. Because sooner, many times, is better than later. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit show you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's pray in our spirit for a moment. Receive the strategy of heaven. Those across the seas and other countries receive the revelation of God concerning heaven's blueprint and strategy for fasting and prayer in your life. Receive, receive, receive. Join the global chorus of saints tapping in into the power of God. And stand on the front lines of what God is doing in the earth. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, O God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have a seat in the audience. If you, if you, if you, if you need a healing in your body, wave your hand at me. Anybody need a healing in your body? Let me take the first three people. Come just stand right here in a line. Pastor Kelly, would you grab uh, some extra water for me? Praise God. Okay, ladies, come on up. You stand right here in this area right here. Praise the Lord today. Glory to God. Are you all my South Carolina friends? Praise the Lord. So glad that you're here today. Glory to God. There's that fragrance going through here today. It's the baby powder all over the place. Oh, the glory. Praise you, Lord. Time for a new thing. Fresh new thing. The birthing of a new thing today. Hallelujah. The, birth, the birthing of a new dimension of a walk in the Spirit. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I was talking one day to a a group of young people and a, a young girl had the glory all over her. She was a teenager. Now stop and think about this. She was 14 years old and she had the glory of God all over her. She was lit up like light coming all over her. I said, what are you doing in your life spiritually right now? She said, I'm on day 40 of a 40 day fast. I said, what have you partaken of the whole fast? She said, nothing but milkshakes every day. That's it. Now, there's probably some smart aleck out there that will say, that's not, that, that's easy. That, those are milkshakes. If you think 40 days on milkshakes is easy, just go try it. You'll find out it's no substitute for cheeseburgers and pizza. <laughs> it, no. A milkshake still can go right through you in a way. I, 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 I'm not like a milkshake person. 
But for her, for a teenager, come on, for a 14-year-old to eat nothing for 14 days but drink a milkshake. Wow. And then the glory was all over her. I said, I said, the Lord's really going to bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. But see, there's a light that comes on you. The glory, hallelujah, begins to come on you. Oh, praise God. What do you need in your body? Diabetes. Diabetes symptoms. Issues with my back. Some back issues. What do you need in your body? Praise God. Okay. What do you need? Autoimmune disease. Immune disease. Praise the Lord. All right. You ladies just lift your hands to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today that your anointing is here to heal. The healing power of Jesus is here, that the Lord is here in power and in glory. That your healing anointing that's on me is also going to go right through that camera, through the internet, touching people all over the world, watching their computers and their televisions. We give you praise and glory. Father, those that are watching online, I rebuke and curse diabetes. If you have diabetes, put your hand on your body. I rebuke diabetes now. Loose them in the name of the Lord. Now you have to take this by faith. Take it. Because the anointing is breaking the stronghold of diabetes. There's nothing stronger than the anointing. There's nothing on the planet or in the universe stronger than the anointing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, I just rebuke diabetes in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Thank you, Father God. Healing down into that back. Pastor Kelly, if you touch your back, fire now into that back in the name of Jesus. Healing power. Thank you, Father, for a fresh oil, fresh touch, and new visitations, and a new empowerment she's coming into. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Prosperity coming to you to furnish the house of God. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you. Fresh anointing, new oil. Thank you. Curse the diabetes in the name of Jesus. Loose her in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. It's got to go. Praise you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. I went right into you. Just went right into you. Thank you, Father God. Come stand right here, my dear sister. Praise God. I just rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing now goes into the body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your power. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Comes off now. Thank you, Father God. That immune system problem. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's touching family members. Hallelujah. That you've been praying for. God's touching them. And those prayers are being answered in this season. In this season, they're being touched. Hallelujah. I see young people coming into the kingdom serving God faithfully. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. It's going to really make you happy. But we thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, praise your Father. Amen. Glory to God. Let me bring up the whole South Carolina group. If you're from South Carolina, in this entourage of intercessors, please come up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where are the Esters of intercession? The Esters of intercession, come stand right here. Just come stand right here. Praise the Lord. And who's the pastor? Yes, Dorothy, stand right here. 
Glory to God. Sister, come on, squeeze right in right there. Hallelujah. Ladies, squeeze in right over this area a little bit more. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. The Esters of intercession. Amen. Praise God. Lift your hands, ladies. So, Father, we just thank you. Let there be a circle of fire. Hallelujah. And let their circle expand as you're going to bring in other intercessors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not bring, you are not going to allow disruptors to come in, but you're going to be, uh, you're going to bring in the heavenly, uh, prayer warriors, the interrupters of evil assignments, those that really are ready to pray. Hallelujah. Those with surrendered hearts. Thank you. Bring them in, oh God. Hallelujah. From other cities and other areas. Bring them in from around the city. Bring them in. Hallelujah, Father God. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father. And let a healing pool be established. Let a healing well be established where people can come and just sit and be healed because the healer has come into the room. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. The Lord says it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to have bells and whistles. It doesn't have to be all figured out. You don't have to have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Just pray. The Lord says, I will come in power and will answer the most unusual prayers. So, Father, we thank you that God's going to build the army. He's going to fill the ranks. We thank you. It'll be a, an oasis also of peace and solitude. As many angels will stand around and guard and protect this work. So we just thank you, Father. We just thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for a new anointing, a new oil. Lord, we just thank you. Raise up intercessors. Hallelujah. Those willing to pay the price. Glory. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Do you need anything in your body? What do you need? Lord, just touch the kidneys. Hallelujah. Pastor Kelly, just lay your hands there in the kidney area. Be healed in the name of the Lord. A miracle. All those kidneys work. Work in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. What do you need? Lord, bless her. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. A new walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New workout routine in the spirit. What do you need? Where's it at? All right, Lord, touch her. Pastor Kelly, just put your area in that lower back. Lord, touch her in the name of the Lord. Bring healing and deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You're going into a new walk. Hallelujah. Yes, praise God. Be blessed as you go back to your seats. I just want to... Uh tell sister dorothy i just uh keep hearing the chariots of fire are coming mm. and uh you'll all be caught up Woo. i just as you're interceding and oh, praying yes. fasting and praying i just i just see your whole group getting on a chariot of course the angels are driving that chariot but i see fire i see fresh fire coming so uh get yes. ready because what you're doing is of the lord and the lord is going to start the fire Woo. and it's going to be a flame that will not put out and it's going to touch different areas in South Carolina. And the Lord is going to draw the people. Some of those people will even see the fire burning in Jesus' yes, name. But just get ready yes, for a wild ride, Dorothy, because I see the chariots of fire coming. And you're yeah, all going to get on board. And many others are going to get on, too. But you are to start this because it's going to set a fire in the areas surrounding where you're at. So get ready for it. It's the timing now. Yes. Amen. Yes, Father, bless Sister Dorothy. Bless her, oh God. Well, I tell you, I see the provision flowing. The house will be beautiful. Amen. 
Amen. Praise God. Amen. Ladies, be blessed. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. Hope you're having a nice time on the internet today. Glory to God. Glory to God today. Next in line, come on up, ladies. Praise God forever. What do you need today? Um, high blood pressure, cholesterol. What do you need? Mm, praise God. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We just rebuke diabetes in the name of Jesus. It's going to leave. You've got to leave her body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, um, as your spirit comes in shape, watch your body follow with it. Wow. Hallelujah. You ladies are in the spiritual gym. Hallelujah. Lord, I just speak healing to that tear in the throat area in the vocal cord. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for a fresh anointing, physical healing in this body. Yes. Thank you, Father. We rebuke every disease. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, diabetes. Fall off. Leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What do you need? I need healing from high blood pressure and a financial miracle blessing. All right. Father, we just thank you. I rebuke the high blood pressure. Oh, thank you, Father, for strength in this body. Lord, bring financial deliverance. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Financial deliverance and the new anointing in that area. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. God's going to take care of you. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God today. Does anybody else today need prayer in the studio? Wave your hand. Come on up. Just come up. Jesus, we praise you. Come up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, we give you glory. Hallelujah. What do you need today? You need prayer for your daughter. Ah. Okay. How old is she? She's 13. Is she here? She's at home. Okay. What's, where are you from? Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Michael, please uh, go ahead and help her, Brother Michael, first. Tracy's got her. Brother Michael, please go to my office, and there is a blue little towel in one of my pull-out drawers, okay? Pull the left drawer out first. If it's not that one, try the middle one. We're going to anoint a prayer cloth for your daughter. Hallelujah. So, Father, while we're waiting for the cloth, I just pray over this dear woman of God who drove from out of state because she loves her daughter, and her daughter is being influenced by the enemy. Well, we thank you, Father God, that you have a plan, and the enemy is being driven out now. That protection starts now. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. That 
there is going to be a hedge of protection placed around this family, a great blessing. Thank you, Father, that you're going to redeem the daughter and that which the enemy has meant for good. You're going to turn things around and you're going to give her a voice. Hallelujah. A voice to speak forth your praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And instead of words of rage and anger and cursing, there will be blessing and praise. Even towards her mother, even towards you, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We just anoint this, this cloth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh, this is a really good cloth. This is a microfiber cloth. It'll hold the oil probably for a long, long time. But Lord, we just thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And as I lay my hands on this cloth, we thank you that the, the anointing and the power of your Spirit glows into this cloth now. Healing power. Deliverance from demonic oppression and even possession. You foul spirit, you will come out in the name of Jesus and torment her no longer. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak blessing over the mother. Hallelujah. Over the whole family. Hallelujah. And increase in blessing and promotion from every side. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Michael, go to the kitchen, get a Ziploc bag, put that in that, and then hand it to her. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you need? Um, I have this, like, scar on my leg. Okay. Well, Father, heal up the scar in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just apply the supernatural neosporin that it will heal with no scar in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Bless her. Amen. God bless you. Amen. What do you need, my brother? attention to details. All right, Lord, bless his attention ability. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. He's going to begin to discover his anointing and gifting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let the spiritual gifts come alive. He's going to exercise himself on the godliness. Thank you, Father. Let the gifts of your spirit begin to flow out of him. In the name of Jesus, let prophetic anointing, prophetic oil come out of him. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And I sense the Lord is saying, if you'll fast and pray, during those times of fasting and prayer, he will speak to you. Uh, with ideas, mm. uh, maybe witty inventions, um, ideas, just things that you couldn't unlock before, but the Lord will give you the answer to some of those things. He'll give you answers, okay, divine answers from heaven. So you're old enough to do that. I sense the Lord wants you to start fasting and praying, and then you'll be surprised what the Lord shows you during those times. Oh, okay? hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yes, Genty, what do you need? Fell off. Mm, praise the Lord. It's, uh, oh. Yes. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Lord, we just thank you. She has a nice smile, even if there's something missing. Hallelujah. The glory outshines. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Let her tooth be fixed and made right. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hmm. 
Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy would try to say that that things were diverted and cannot be made up for. And the, the Lord says a total lie. Did you know that the did you know that the Lord always bakes in mistake time into your life? Some of you didn't know that. Hallelujah. The Lord on purpose, He includes it in the package, uh, what He would call mistake time. Did you know that when Mercedes-Benz rolled out the brand new S-Class series, they already factored in extra money into the price. Why? They knew there would be mistakes. So since it's a high category product going to high clientele, there's going to be problems. So bake the price into the retail price for mistakes. But see, God bakes in for your mistake time. So there were some things that the enemy would even try to taunt and say, Oh, wrong move, lost time, lost opportunity. The Lord says, Oh, no, 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 no. Lord says, I, he says, you're right back in the flow. And you're going to begin to sense it. The oil's going to begin to flow. The gifting's coming back. And the anointing's coming back. The ability to go up is coming back. And it's going to be a much smoother flow. Hallelujah. And you, you are, you're a much wiser eagle now. You're a much mature eagle now. So now you carry much wisdom with you while you'll soar. You'll be able to help also the young eagles. Praise God. So, Father, she's going back into that stream where she belongs. And the wealth is going to begin to flow. You're going to go way past anything you had before. It's going to seem like small potatoes. So, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you. We thank you, Father. She's a person that, that will fast and will pray. So we thank you for that scheduling by the angels, by the Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We thank you, Father God. You'll also be in Israel many more times in the future. God will always make provision. Yes, different, different, uh, just different things. He's working with that. So, Father, we thank you. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. I'm just hearing the Lord say it's turnaround time. Ah. So turn Amen. around. Ooh. Turn around. Turn yes. Around. Turn around time. I hear time. the Lord. Yeah, that's it. One more time and you can stop. But oh. I just hear the Lord saying it's turnaround time. You've got <laughs> to forget the past. All right. And look forward to what lies ahead because your future is bright. Okay. And I just, when you brought up that broken tooth, Ooh. I just heard the Lord say, but you have wisdom. You have wisdom. The Lord has given you wisdom, and it's resting upon your shoulders to make right decisions. All right? So do not let the past dictate your future. Because the Lord says the past is the past. Amen. He's forgotten about it. You need to forget about it. And let the Lord build your future now. He's given you wisdom. All right? I see divine investment strategies. I've always seen that. I see it again. It hasn't stopped. The flow has not stopped. So let go of the past so the Lord can work through you. All right? It's turnaround time. So it's time for you to prosper. Yes. Amen. 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 I was in a, a situation one time where I had been in prayer with the Lord. And I said, Lord, I've, I've made some exits in life that were not the right exits. Anybody else done that besides me? And I said, Lord, I, I lost some time with those wrong exits. I said, Lord, am I still on time or did I fall behind in an irrecoverable way? And I was kind of just working my way through that in prayer. And the next day I saw prophet Bill Hammond and he prophesied over me. And one of the first things he said, he says, thus says the Lord, you're right on time. You're not behind at all. You're right on my time. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I feel that's, that's also a corporate word in the sense that many of you would question that. But God's got it all worked out for you. Praise the Lord. But you're up and running now in the gym. Got your membership. Lord, we give you praise today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, Sister Dorothy just wants to share. You know you're always in the right place at the right time for the right reason. Amen. If you're working with the Lord. And I just want Sister Dorothy to share how she heard about uh, Stephen Brooks. Ooh, praise God. I'm going to be real quick. The Esther's already heard about it. Hmm. But um, we had been fasting. Uh, we fasted first uh, 14 days, I think. And then we took a couple days break. And the Lord put us back on a 21-day fast. Praise Near God. the end of that fast... I had a dream. I had already woken up, but I went back to sleep that morning because I was off. And in the dream, a minister, a female minister said to me, um, I had a vision and Steve Brooks told me to tell you praise the Lord. So uh, I said, okay, I don't know Steve Brooks, but I'll figure it out. So I prayed about it. I Googled him. Mm. I prayed about it. I saw some Steve Brooks. That wasn't the Steve Brooks I need to know. And, and then I saw Stephen, Apostle Stephen Brooks. I said, let me check him out. And it was Mooresville, North Carolina, not very far. Lord, what are you saying? Earlier in the week, the Lord had said the Esthers need an impartation wow. for our healing conference. So I said, okay, I just kept praying. I talked to a couple of Esthers about it. And so I sent the email. That's from Friday, I had the dream. Saturday, I sent the email. Sunday morning, I got a response. And Sunday night, we had decided that he was coming to praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So praise the Lord. All right. Thank you. Amen. And uh, we didn't know this, but uh, Sister Esther, their team is already in fasting and prayer. Oh, praise so she's God. right on track with what's going on there. Amen. Amen. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Hallelujah. Angel visitations, even telling people that you're supposed to meet and have divine connections with. I tell you, we're running into the end times. We're running on an end time program. Hallelujah. So, Father, all that you've done today, seal it. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise, Father. And by the way, if you want to come out to that meeting on Resurrection Sunday, Passover Sunday in South Carolina, come on, let's have a great time down in South Carolina. It's all the information's on the website itinerary. We'll be in the glory. We really will. Can you imagine if you came having prayed and fasted, how God would speak to you in such a place where there's going to be a centralized uh empowerment of God's spirit in our midst glory to God it's going to be very exciting amen Stephen is there anyone here that needs to get born again today would you please ask that question that's always a good question to ask is there anyone who doesn't know Christ as your savior but you would like to wave your hand at me maybe maybe you're here just hanging out and you've never given your heart to Christ praise the Lord Jesus made a way. Come on up to the front. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on over here. Praise the Lord. Tell everybody your name. Kevin. This is Kevin. How old are you, Kevin? Ten. Kevin is a wonderful young man. And Kevin, you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, just say this after me. Say, raise one hand to the Lord. Hallelujah. That's kind of like a sign of surrendering your heart. And say this right now. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Come into my heart. 
Wash all of my sins away. Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. Give me your new life. And I give my life to you today. And I give my life to you today. And I make you my Lord and Savior. And I make you my Lord and Savior. Right now. Right now. Lift both hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And if you are watching and you don't know the Lord, call upon him right now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life right now. And he'll come and wash all your sins away. God bless you, Kevin. We love you. We love you. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord, we give you praise. Okay. If you are ready to move out of ordinary, stand with me and sing this song. As we say goodbye for today. We'll be back again soon. Sing this from your heart. Amen. Because you are going into the super ordinary. Hallelujah. You're going to go to the high places. Woo. Are you ready? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Let's sing this song. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.